From the movie house to your widescreen at home, Radio 111's going to the cinema and the streaming services on Flicks and Picks with Brian Mendoza. So grab your popcorn and beverage of choice and step into our screening room for our weekly forum on film. Now, here's Brian. Hey, welcome back to Flicks and Picks. Today we're going to talk about a knock at the cabin or knock at the cabin which is based on the book the cabin at the end of the world and it's actually surprisingly a pretty good movie i would say that i think we're getting to that period of ebb knight Shalham's career where we can almost argue it it's either going to be a good movie or just a mediocre movie in some ways i'm tempted to say this is almost like a return to form for M. Night, especially considering how much I disliked Old. Old, I thought, was a terrible movie, to be honest with you. I thought it was convoluted. It was not funny. I was laughing at it, and it wasn't meant to be funny. So it was not funny, but I laughed, right? And Knock at the Cabin is a movie that has always had a very interesting premise. Because uh, a long time ago, I heard about the book, and I thought, what an interesting premise. And I heard M. Night was tackling it. And I thought this might play into some of his strengths. As a director, he's always been very good at having more intimate storylines, but struggling a little bit with the bigger concepts. Like the idea of the superhero is an interesting concept in Unbreakable and Split when he kind of decided to sympathize with the hero and their plight and their drama versus the villain and their drama in Split. But then when Glass came around, I still enjoyed the film, but I did feel some of the concepts. He was reaching for the stars and it kind of felt like he just sort of landed on a mountain. I'll leave it at that. I feel like there's these ideas that he has in his head, but I don't know if M. Night necessarily has the literature to be able to depict it well. I think that it's a case of he heard of this great philosophy but he's not really like interested in like doing more research to make sure it holds up. You know what I mean? And I think Knock at the Cabin is a film that it's good. I guess if there was anything I have to say right away that is wrong is that I was able to figure out what was going to happen relatively quickly. I was able to figure out that these things need to happen, that this character had to die, that this character had to live. I had I figured out these things pretty early on. And I kind of figured that the movie didn't leave enough, like, let's say, room for mystery. And I think some of that could be in the sense that they could have featured more, I would say, they could have featured some of the flashbacks in the beginning of the film to sort of, like, distract us a little bit from what had happened. Because in the beginning of the film, we start off with the villains, or not necessarily, I guess, yeah, I'm going to say the villains, the antagonists, um, the, the Dave Bautista character going up to the one little girl and having this conversation. Now, if you watch the trailer, you would almost assume that the scene where they're traveling to the cabin, the family, played by Jonathan Groth and uh, Ben Aldridge and Kristen Kui, like the three of them, you know, traveling to the cabin, that would be the beginning scene, but it, but it's not. We don't get that setup. In fact, I think if you've seen an M. Night movie, you know that that type of setup doesn't really typically happen. It happens where his characters are already in that bad situation or they're going to get in that bad situation. Like the thing about it is like in Unbreakable, the character's on the train already. He's not 
we don't get a we don't get an understanding of why he's on the train or where he's going. We just know he's on the train and you know there are hints like he takes off his ring in Unbreakable. So you know you kind of get an idea of what's going on in his mind, but you're not told is he going to go to work? Is he going to go on a vacation? No, the train is there and so when it hap- when the big thing happens in the film, it's right there in that moment. Same with this, like you just know that they're at this cabin maybe for a vacation i don't know it looks pretty empty to me but they're there and so dave patisi shows up and then shit starts to happen so for the most part the film is basically about the family and they're basically trapped in their cabin by a cult-like religious figure named like the Dave Bautista character and his followers who all believe that this family is the key to preventing the apocalypse, especially the fact that one of them has to sacrifice themselves in order to save the world. And let's just say time is very limiting and very pressing. And the film plays into the idea of whether or not these religious folks are just homophobic jerks who are targeting a gay couple it plays also into the idea that maybe they're just religious fanatics who don't have much critical thinking skills and they just came up with this fantasy world and they just sort of tied it in together very loosely or they could actually just really be telling the truth and so i was able to figure out some of the things early on but it didn't make the experience any less good in fact if anything it prevented it from being great but it was a good experience. I think the acting was really good, especially from Ben Aldridge and Jonathan Groth, and especially, especially Dave Bautista, who has been trying really hard to be a serious actor over the last couple of years. He's genuinely wanted to be taken seriously as an actor. He doesn't want to be like The Rock, where he gets to be in these action movies. I think he's kind of tired of those movies, and he wants to be in serious prestige or even just be taken seriously. I think he wants to be in movies by directors like M. Night Shalahem, who, despite the fact that M. Night has had a very, very mixed reputation, he still gets a lot of respect for the films that he does have that are successful. Like, like Signs, The Sixth Sense, and Unbreakable are still remarked upon as being great films, or at least good films. Science has always been kind of okay for me. It's a good movie. But The Sixth Sense and Unbreakable are great films that people still love today, and so people still hope that, hey, maybe we can get another great film, because Split came out, and that was a great film, too. And then every once in a while, you'll get something like Glass that is mildly disappointing, or you'll get something like Lady in the Water or The Village, which, if anything, they're more misunderstood. Maybe not good movies, like The Village, I would say, is more misunderstood than it is bad. I think, if anything, it's... It's getting a resurgence in popularity. M. Night's movies invite a lot of discourse and a lot of discussion and analysis that it's really intriguing to see this director, even though he messes up, he always tries something new and it's always interesting. M. Night has always been that type of director that can get actors to really do great work or get great actors to do bad work. It's either one or the other. And Dave Bautista in this film is just so good as the religious cult figure like he is so good as leonard leonard is a very compelling horror villain and i love how he's done how 
you know how nice he is but also how like torn up he is about the situation you can tell he doesn't want to actually kill his family he he isn't homophobic he isn't like racist he isn't targeting this family because they adopted an asian child he's not targeting them because they're gay but rather he feels like he has to do these horrible things to save the world and it's you know he's still a villain he's still in some ways not a very likable person but you understand his pain and you understand where he's coming from there's also questions about whether or not the apocalypse actually is happening or not and there's a lot there that i think the book did a really good job at tackling the film itself did a pretty good job at it too but i think there's one element that might take away some of the fun i think the film does give you a much more concrete answer as opposed to maybe the book and i would say it's very loosely based on this book so if you haven't read the book you know go into this movie and then maybe read the book later but it's a case of I think it the answer of whether or not this is really happening leans one direction more than the other. And it makes it very hard for me, at least, to sort of, you know, play around with theories that it's the other answer, you know, like the I'm not going to say which one I'm leaning towards because it might spoil the film. But let's just say that you're going to have theories and some theories are going to hold up better if it leans towards believing one thing or the other and it might take away some fun from the analysis because i think the film answers its own questions and then maybe doesn't answer enough and maybe the questions it doesn't answer are not necessary so that tells you a little bit about the the plot that maybe the questions that may have determined whether or not this is really happening just don't really matter because you know okay well that happened but in the end there's these other things that prove this or prove that or disprove this so it's an interesting thing to watch theoretically so i'm bringing this up because again knock at the cabin is a psychological horror film and most of its um scariness and frights are going to come from that more so than the visual thing it's very bright and it's also very well shot it's very beautifully shot and i think i love these close-ups that they do on the characters especially the opening close-ups between dave batista and Kristen true like they're very very frightening right so i was uh, it's very intimidating how that's done and also i think that just the costume design looks good too on the villains i don't know why like there's something about the costumes and the way they dress that they look like ordinary people who would believe the things that they believe it's very fascinating so i would say that knocking the cabin features a lot of good performances and i, and I will say this that jonathan groth and ben aldridge and kristen Kui, they do a great job of like being a gr- believable family but this is the second time i've seen ben aldridge in a film in the last couple months i he was in um spoiler alert and he is able to have a different kind of performance here and i was watching i was like damn but like ben aldridge is actually much more like versatile than i thought as an actor like he is a lot more able to get into other roles like in spoiler alert he's a little bit more fun fun and a little bit more like let's say at times high strung but he definitely was a very loving and caring husband in that work and he's a very loving and caring husband in this work too but he's also very angry and he's actually willing to fight back i almost thought you know what ben aldridge could actually do a good job in an action movie why why 
aren't we putting him in like maybe Marvel? I think he'd be pretty good as a superhero, especially considering I think a lot of openly gay actors don't get to do those types of parts. So it was nice to see an openly gay actor like Ben Aldrich legitimately hold his own against somebody like Dave Bautista in terms of like these fight scenes and horror scenes. It tells you a lot that you don't have to look like Dave Bautista in order to be believable. And Jonathan Groth has always proven how good of an actor he is. Mindhunter looking, he's always been very good. As even in Frozen, he's very willing to escape into roles. But I, I like seeing him in roles where he plays gay men because it feels like he's really able to be comfortable. Especially the fact that in this film, he's a little bit more... I would say there's something really off-putting about his performance in some scenes, but it's done in a way that's intentional where I'm like, I feel what he's feeling. You know, I feel what the character is feeling. And again, I think everyone else in this film are pretty good too. I would say Nikki uh, Muka Bird is very good as Sabrina, this like nurse who doesn't want to hurt the characters, but she unfortunately has to in her mind. She's one of the villains. And Rupert Grit has a small part, but notable i believe that he is who he is in the film i'm not gonna say much more but i think the character of redmond is a very interesting addition and it asks more and it raises more questions that you might be asking about whether or not this is real or not and i think that the fact that rupert great is so good in the film it, it that's why it leaves such an impact and i would also say abby quinn as adrian she is very good. I love Abby Quinn. Abby Quinn is a very talented actress, and you feel so much for her, even though you know she's one of the villains, or at least one of the members of the cult. It's up to you to determine if they're villains or not. I think they're villains, but because of the circumstances. But also, I don't want to spoil it too much. Again, it, this is a very hard film to talk about, unless... Um, unless I spoil it. So I'm only using the word villains as shorthand. I won't say if they are or not. The film answers the question either way. But Abby Quinn is very good, and I like her, and she has a lot of sweet moments with the little girl in this film, and I, and I think that she's very endearing. I want to see her in more stuff, so put her in more stuff. But I think for me, the biggest highlight of the film is seeing how talented Dave Bautista really is and I hope that more directors really look at him in this film and see that there is something there to work with in terms of like molding him into being a great actor that he obviously wants to be. Dave Bautista, you know, if you're listening to this, which I doubt you are, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Keep on working on the craft, on your craft because you're doing such great work and it's paying off and you're so good in this movie. I love Dave Bautista and he's such a nice guy too so I'm rooting for him I hope that does not fire back on me I've rooted for actors and they just don't turn out to be great but I'm rooting for you Dave Bautista knock at the cabin giving it three stars very compelling asks a lot of good questions but maybe answers too many of them so it doesn't leave room for debate or speculation which I think this film would have benefited from go watch it for Dave Bautista